Welcome to Harmony Christian Church Podcast. For more information about us, visit HarmonyChurchFamily.org. Praise the Lord. Mindful of uh, where Scripture says that one of these days, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But you know, we have a mandate. We are to help bring the revelation of Jesus Christ before that time. We want people to see today that Jesus Christ is Lord. Before it comes to where everyone is mandated to where they will be forced to recognize and realize that Jesus Christ is Lord, we are to be sharing the love of Christ now and some people will see that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, this morning I do, uh, as Pastor Josh said, I want to continue a little bit in the vein that I have been in. Uh, this has really become uh, uh, unexpectedly a little mini-series. Uh, and this is not your typical Christmas uh, seasonal kind of messages. Uh, but however, it is strongly related, amen, because we're talking about Jesus. And he's the one who established the church. Uh, He's the one who lived the perfect example for the church. He's the one that died for the church. He purchased the church. He purified the church. And he'll soon, soon return for the church. Hallelujah. And he's returning for a bride that's without spot or wrinkle. Right now, I think we still have a few spots and a few wrinkles we're working out. But praise God, by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the word of our testimony, we will, we will get there. And I'm looking forward to, to, that, to that day. Uh, three, three weeks ago, I uh, spoke on uh, let the church arise. And that's where, where we want to be everything that Jesus Christ wants us to be as his bride. Then the second week, I talked about let the church arise, the gifted and the talented. That was really just last week, the gifted and the talented. And... I just want to give you a praise report. Because of that message last week, we've had some people who uh, have volunteered to serve in our Sunday school class. We, have a, we had a, a need uh, for our fourth through sixth grade Sunday school class. We've had six people to respond to that. Listen to this. We've had Kevin Harner, Brian Farley, Jeff Myers, Joe Greentree, Beth Clee, and Kathy Clee, who volunteered to help out in that class. And a couple of those I know said that they were challenged by the message that we are gifted and talented to step up to do that. Hallelujah. Now, out of those, those six, do any of you notice something that's a little different? Four men of the six. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you, ladies, for serving the church. Do you know that the church probably would not, be, would not have survived if it hadn't been for you ladies? Because you ladies serve. But it is a day where the Isaiahs and the Jeremiahs and Elijahs rise up. Men of faith and teaching our children. Hallelujah. We've got four guys. Thank you guys. If you're in the room, stand up. There's three, three of the four. 
The other one would be uh, Ke Kevin. Is it Kevin? He's not here. Kevin would have been, been the fourth one. Thank you guys for stepping up. You're, you're setting a great example. And uh, to have a man in those classrooms, uh, once again, thank God for the women. But, man, that just thrills my heart. So for the church to arise, we need to operate in the talents and the gifts that have been given to us from our Father, from, our son, from the Son, and from the Holy Spirit. Uh, here's what I want to talk to us about this morning. Keep the fire burning. Keep the fire burning. So I want you to stay with me this morning. I'm probably going to go, as they say, all the way around the barn to get in the front door. But I want you to come along with me this morning. There's so many things that, are tie, that have tied together here recently in the life of the church that just feed in to everything we've been talking about. And I'm excited about that. Uh, the Sunday school classes have, have been right along this line of, of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, ab abiding in Him. Uh, Sam Bowman on his 25 Chris, uh, gifts of Christmas. I hope you are following those. Uh, Pastor Josh has made it extremely easy to do that. He's sending that out every day. All you got to do is click on it. You can either read uh, the uh, devotion or you can click on the video and listen to it. But on day two, Sam had this. It is written that Mary was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And then this comes from the Spirit of the Lord. It says, I want you to know, my child, that I ask nothing of you without providing you without a helper or with a helper. That is the kind of groom I am. That is the kind of husband I will be to you. Your greatest show of love for me is to simply accept the gifts I give to you. See, we've been talking about these gifts. Amen. The gifts of the Father, gifts of the Son, gifts of the Spirit. Life with me is a gift life. I have many gifts for you, but my greatest gift besides my love is my Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit. And to be, to learn to flow and to operate. It reminds me of the scripture says, for in him we live and move and have our being. Amen. That's Acts 17, 24. In him we live. And we move and we have our being. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So for us to learn to operate in the Spirit of God, to be led by His Holy Spirit, and to learn what these gifts are and to flow in them is the way that the church is going to arise. And one thing that we have to do is we have to keep that fire that is in you, the fire of the Holy Spirit, we have to keep that burning. In the uh, ladies' Bible study, it's another thing that is just tied in. The ladies' Bible study has just been powerful. Jackie comes home. She's excited. She tells me all about it. I feel like I've been to the women's Bible study. <laughs> and this past Sunday, or uh, past uh, Thursday night especially, was so powerful. You've been, you've been studying on the tabernacle, and there's a few things that I'd already been studying on that uh, for today. And it just all ties together. And uh, so let's get started. I want to begin to sh share even some of those things that you ladies have been going through. In John chapter 1, we all know these verses. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. 
And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That word there, dwelt, He dwelt among us. That word dwelt means to live, to abide, but it also means to tabernacle. That's what the ladies have been studying. They've been studying the tabernacle. So whenever he says that he wants to dwell with us, it is meaning he wants to tabernacle with us. And, of course, we know that there were tabernacles built. We'll go through that. So dwelt means to tabernacle with. And the first place that God wanted to tabernacle with man was where? Eden. He created Eden in the midst of everything that he had created. He created this place that he wanted to dwell to live with man and woman but the first Adam fell uh, from that intimate place of privilege then he tabernacled with Moses and his people then he tabernacled with Solomon and the people in his temple he, he always he has always wanted to dwell with us but there's an amazing shift that takes place Instead of it being something here upon on the earth, something that's built or something even that, that uh, has been manufactured, he switches and he, all of a sudden he creates in us the temple that he'll tabernacle. Isn't that amazing? I mean, what a brilliant idea. Well, I think it's brilliant until I begin to think about some of the fallacies of man. And I think, why would he ever do such a thing? <laughs> but isn't that incredible? He created Eden to dwell with man. But then man fell into sin. So he says, I'm still going to dwell with man. So I'm going to build this place. And that's where I'm going to meet with you. And then he builds another place. And that's, he's going to meet with us there. And even because of all of our sin, he comes in and he says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make your body a temple of my presence. But I have to cleanse it. It's got to be cleansed. So here comes Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all our sin and makes our temple worthy of his presence. Hallelujah. And he comes in and he abides in us by the power of his Holy Spirit. And that's why he says, you must be led by that which I put within you. And what I want to challenge you this morning, what I want to encourage you this morning is this. Keep the fire burning. Because that Holy Spirit came upon you with fire. And you and I have an obligation we have a responsibility. Do you know who it is who's supposed to keep the fire burning? It's us. It's not God's responsibility. He gives us the fire, but then he expects, expects us to keep it burning. He says, you dwell with me and I will dwell with you. You draw near to me and I will draw near to you. We have the responsibility, hallelujah, to draw near. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, it says this, or do you not know? That your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. Whom you have from God and you are not your own. We don't belong to ourselves. 
We live our lives like we do. But we need to understand that we are not our own. For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We belong to Him. Hallelujah. So we're going to take a quick journey here this morning. We're going to start out here. Uh, uh, we're going to get back into the Old Testament and see where we've come from and how we've wound, wound up where we are right now and uh, this abiding presence of, of God the Father. So we, we understand that in the first three chapters of Genesis, God uh, created the heavens and the earth. He created Eden, Adam and Eve, and he walks with them in the cool of the day. Then sin separates them. Uh, but God never gave up on us. He has always wanted to fellowship with us. And then we go to Exodus chapter 40. And it says this in 34 and 35 and 38. It says, Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle. By day and fire was over it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. So the Israelites were led by a cloud by day and a fire by night. What is that? That's representation of his power, of his presence, of his leading. Hallelujah. Then we go to 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and it says this. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven. This is Solomon's temple or Solomon's tabernacle. Fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Once again, the presence of God exemplified here by the falling of fire. Then we know in 1 Kings 18, you remember the story of Elijah and the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah. The sacrifice was consumed. They was calling upon their God all day long. It's, it's funny if you read that story. There's one place in there. Uh, Elijah begins to mock the prophets. And he says, where is your God? Has he gone to the bathroom? But then the true and living God comes down and consumed it with fire. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 4.24 tells us this, that the, for the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. A lot of times we think of jealousy not being a good thing, but whenever we have a jealous God, you know what that means? He means he wants you. He wants you and he wants you to have nobody but him. That is a jealousy that is good and pure. He is after you. He is chasing you. He is running you down. And I think he's chasing you even this morning. Hopefully my words are going to convict you and cause you to realize God is wanting you. He is wanting a relationship with you like never before. And we need to enter into that like never before. He's wanting to do something great and marvelous in your life. 
He's ready and waiting and willing to do some tremendous things if you will begin to yield yourself and give yourself to Him wholeheartedly. Hallelujah. There's another important place of fire in Scripture. Give me the picture there of the, of the brazen altar. Here we have the brazen altar that was placed out in the, the outer court. The sacrifice was brought in. Before you could even go, go any further, there had to be a sacrifice made. And a sacrifice was put upon the altar. And the, uh, then the embers of that, of that fire, of that sacrifice, then they took embers out of that, which would have had the juices of the sacrifice in those embers. Those embers were taken into the next picture, into the, into the uh, oh, let me get here. Yes, into the holy place. And it is the golden altar or the altar of incense. And so those embers were placed on the altar of incense and that went up as a sweet-smelling fragrance unto the Lord. That's the way you and I are to be. We are an offering to Him. And we need to be a sweet-smelling fragrance unto the Lord. So quit being a sourpuss. (laughs) Yeah, let's be who He's called us to be. And let's be a sweet-smelling fragrance unto Him because we're serving Him wholeheartedly. Hallelujah. So then, this is the way that the tabernacle is laid out in both uh, Moses' tabernacle and Solomon's tabernacle. Now, look, we're going to jump here to the New Testament. Acts 2, and verse 1 and 3 says this. I'm working through this very quickly, so hang with me. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Do you see this? Do we see the progression, the presence of God, the power of God, the leading of God came in the Old Testament where he wanted to meet with us and he came in fire. And then we move to the New Testament. Jesus said, I must go away so that the Holy Spirit can come. And how does the Holy Spirit come? He came down in fire and it was as if there was a tongue of fire on each of them. It's like a standing Roman candle. His fire came down upon us. And if you've received Christ as your Savior, you have been lit. And I want you to live as if you are on fire. And you have a message to get out there. And you have a fervency and you have a passion about you that you just can't keep within yourself. Hallelujah. Now, isn't it interesting there in verse 3, whenever you begin to think about the context of the Old Testament and the all-consuming fire of God. So now here is what the crux of what I want you to get, get this morning. If you don't get anything else, I, this is what I want you to get. Because we are wanting to... Uh, keep the fire burning. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 1, 6 and 7. This is out of the Amplified. Now you understand Paul is writing here to Timothy. Paul is the spiritual father to Timothy. And here's what he writes. This is the Amplified. It says, That is why I remind you to fan into flame the gracious gift of God. That inner fire, the special endowment, which is in you through the laying on of my hands, which those of the elders at your ordination. 
Now give me the next one of these burning embers. You see, there is a fire on the inside of us when we have received Jesus Christ. And we have these embers. We have a flame that should be in us. And what he's saying here is, is you take these embers and you fan those into flame. How do you do that? It's the wind of the Holy Spirit. It's the gathering together of, of the saints. Whenever, whenever you have embers and you want to put that fire out, what do you do? You begin to separate those embers out. You spread it out and they will burn out quickly. But if you want to keep that fire going, you do two things. You gather them together and then you add fuel to it. When you add fuel, that is gathering together of the saints. That's singing, praise and worship. That's hearing the word of God. That's listening to podcasts. That's, that's just getting yourself in, in the presence of the Lord in prayer. All of those things is adding fuel and keeping the fire burning. And you and I have that obligation each and every day to make sure that we are taking those embers of the Holy Spirit and we are fanning those things and we are causing those embers to be aflame, to be on fire. And it's a wonderful, exciting way to live. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. One thing I think we may, must make sure we, we don't ever do is ever to forsake the assembling together of ourselves Hebrews 10 25 because there is just something about when we come together hallelujah two can put a thousand to flight or one can put a thousand to flight two can put ten thousand to flight there's power there's energy when we come together hallelujah the next verse is this for God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and love and of a sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind is what the New King James says. We cannot be a people who will ever allow fear to come in. Does fear try to come in? It most certainly does. Fear tries to attack me, just like anybody else. But I, you just don't allow it. You say, fear, that's far enough. You're not going any further. Get yourself out of here. I will not be a person who operates in fear. I just will not do it. And sometimes you, have to, you might have to say that every 10 seconds. Because those kind of things want to attack you. They want to grab hold of you. They want to, they want to envelop you. But you keep yourself on fire. You keep yourself encouraged in the Holy Spirit. And you keep yourself wanting the things of God. And fear will leave. Perfect love casts out fear. Hallelujah. But don't allow the, the things that are going on in this world to bring fear upon you in any way. If, if you're a person who... It seems like that there's some people who tend to be more fearful than others. Man, you've got, you, you have to get yourself before God and say, I am not going to be a person of fear. You have redeemed me from the curse. Fear is a curse. You have redeemed me from that. And I thank you, Lord. I don't have to operate in fear. I don't have to fear what's going on in the world today. Hallelujah. 
Now, go, I'm going to go back here just for a moment about these embers. Billy Graham has this quote. It says, churchgoers are like coals in a fire. When they cling together, they keep the flame aglow. When they separate, they die out. Billy Graham said that. Hallelujah. So, as we are not allowing fear to come in, we gather together, we keep the embers burning. Because what is it that the devil wants to do? The, the devil wants to isolate. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says this. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, do you notice it doesn't say that he is a roaring lion? He says he goes about as a roaring lion or like a roaring lion. And what, did, what does he try to do? He tries to separate us. Those embers push us out away from each other. Get you off by yourself so that you'll burn out. And it's the same thing in the animal kingdom. They'll take their prey and they isolate them. Get them out there by themselves. Do you feel like you're alone? Please know you're not. You have a group of people right here who love you and care about you. Will you come to us and let us love on you and get you back amongst the hot coals and get you fired up again? There's no reason for any of us to grow cold. There's no reason for us to die off and to burn out. There's more than, isn't it amazing, the sun, how that there's no gas line going to that thing to supply, to supply it. It's the same way with us. Whenever we are hooked into the sun, S-O-N, there's always a supply. And we should never, ever burn out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Once again, back to the fear thing. Whenever we're operating in fear... It, it, well, it says, do not operate in fear because I've given you a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. But whenever we're operating in fear, we lose all three of those. We lose our power. We lose our love. We lose our sound mind. Fear is uh, like throwing water on your fire. And it uh, hinders our zeal. Hallelujah. It actually paralyzes people. People who operate in fear are actually paralyzed. And once again, we just have to keep those fires burning. I have more that I'm just, I'm just going to call it quits right here. <laughs> what I've done in these three weeks is try to bring to us a sense. Jesus, we're going to be celebrating the coming of Jesus Christ. Of course, he's been here for a long, long time. He was since the beginning. He was since the foundation, before the foundations of the earth. But what I'm wanting us to do, I'm wanting us to be a part of the church. We are, we are a church, but I want us to be a part of the church that knows how to rise up and who knows how to operate in troubled days, who knows how to make things right in a world that is upside down. Things are crazy, aren't they? Things are crazy. And just when you think it can't get any crazier, something happens to prove you wrong. But we need to be a people 
who are rising up in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a flame on the inside of us that you cannot put out. And we need to show this lost and dying world how you navigate these rough waters. We need to be showing people, man, you can step out on the water even in the storm and be victorious. Not because of our strength, but because of Christ in us, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Keep the fire burning, folks. Keep the fire burning. And Father, I just lift up that one this morning that just feels like that their fire has just gone totally out. I would like, I just ask you, Lord, to reignite those embers within them. Reignite that fire, that zeal, that passion, that excitement, that enthusiasm within them, Lord, that they would just be on fire for God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in the land. May you be high and lifted up. May you be glorified. Hallelujah. Keep the fire burning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.